0: Go check out all of our sponsors. Check out Goose Creek Retrievers. You can message Matt if you have any further questions on this episode. Uh, Check out Bangtail Whiskey, Gun Dog Outdoors, Dive Bomb Industries, Blind Grass, Pacific Calls, Boss Shot Shells, Dirty Duck Coffee, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club, and Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. All right, we got the dog whisperer himself, Mr. Matt Peel from Goose Creek Retrievers. This is our summer uh, dog training session, and uh, we focus on just dog training for the puppy that you just brought home. Puppies eight weeks, and uh, we talk about the things that you need to start doing for it to get it ready for the season. Here we go. All right, let's rock and roll. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom,
1: and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Goose Creek yeah, Goose Creek Retrievers. I am Jeff
0: Stanfield. I am the one and only world famous Andy Shaver, and this is dog training with Mr. Matt Peel on his way to a hunt test right now, and he's taking time. I hope you're being safe on the road. Uh,
1: man, you know, hands-free, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can tell. I was a little worried that you weren't going to be able to do this, but you say you can talk dog training with your hands tied behind your back, driving, yellow lab over your right shoulder. It does not matter. You're good to go.
1: That's right. Yeah, I've been on the phone with clients all morning talking to them about their dogs on the way down here. We're good.
0: Who's the Who's the guy you got riding behind you?
1: Oh, that's Boomer. He's my dog.
0: What What's his? Does he go into these hunt tests also?
1: Yeah, he's a he's a hunter retriever champion, master hunter, and he jammed a field trial this past weekend. Jammed. And then he just coughed on my neck. Uh, jammed is like a um, shit the bed. Not, no, no, it's good. It's like you, you you're not first, second, or third. Do they do they go all the way to fourth in field trials? Yeah, so it, he second, but got cold through all the series and did good enough to finish. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. um, it's like, in theory, I guess you'd call it fifth place. Yeah, it's not a participation. You've, you've done something damn good. A jam is very... That's very commendable.
0: I thought you meant like my Benelli Nova and jam yeah. that way.
1: No, 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 no. It's a, there's, nothing, there's no
0: shame in getting a jam in a field trial.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I appreciate it.
0: All right. So, we left off. We've got the new puppy. Now it is time to introduce this new puppy to... The training world. What are some of the things that we need to do?
1: Uh, so I start my puppies introduced to treat training, and uh, we just learn to sit, learn how to put your butt on the ground for a piece of treat, piece of their food, um, and all I do to do that is kind of just hold it over them until they like kind of rear back and their butt hits the ground and so say the word sit. It's super super simple, and I like learning like 15 minutes super easy um go from there and then use the same treats and i teach a lot of place training because it helps with steadiness later or especially like if you're hunting a blind and uh lower them onto the place really low you don't want them jumping off anything high with uh treats and that's kind of really what i start doing you can start molding them into like coming to heel with the treats just kind of spinning them around walking them um you know most people know labs love their food you can get a little bit to do quite a bit with just a handful of kibble.
0: So you start out, sit, you hold it over their head, tell them to sit. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I did not, I didn't mean to break you up.
1: Um, I'm in the middle of like East Jesus, Virginia. So yeah. Um, But yeah, so just hold it over their head and until they like kind of rear back. And and like, if you kind of push them without pushing them, in other words, like use their natural desire, trying to get food from you, that'll, like kind of sit their butt back on the ground and i always follow up everything with the command again and good good's my like you know what you did good um so if you sit their little bottle sit down good sit and give them the treat
0: mm-hmm. and then so one thing i didn't do with lube i kind of did but i didn't do was place training i think that's important especially if you're going to have a house dog because i think they need to know where to go
1: um uh, Absolutely man Um, You can ask Josh He's at my house all the time My dogs are all in the house And they all sit on uh, Like Coranda beds And they don't get off Until you know They're told to And it's just because I started them when they're little And they just think That that's where They're supposed to be
0: So how do you Puppies obviously get bored How do you teach them That this is where you go When you don't come to me Until I call for you
1: Just through repetition um, And keep your training sessions short Like three minutes, five minutes at the most, um, because you don't want them to get bored. You want that. You want training to be like the most fun that they could ever have ever in history. Um, and I, you know, I, I really like building a lot of drive in puppies. So if I have a drive, puppy that already likes to retrieve, I'll mix in treat training and, and like the little obedience here, sit, everything like that with retrieves and have a little canvas bumper. Um, yeah, I got one right here. So like one of these deals. Yeah. Um, because canvas will teach a puppy to hold it longer because their teeth will lock into it a little bit better and they won't be as as apt to drop it um and i'll you know get them on place and make them sit there for a second and then good and then okay throw them the bumper you know hey pup, 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 pup. get them coming back and then we go right back in the tree training, put the bumper away treat training it just keeps it keeps it exciting for them
0: so Okay, now let's go. Okay, so we've got we've kind of got them set. Now let's start talking about throwing bumpers. Do you recommend for the puppy? Do you use wings? Do you, is it all canvas bumpers? What do you What do you recommend for this new pup?
1: Man, when they're little, it, it, anything that they'll pick up, like a, a rolled up sock. A, uh, I, I buy white tennis balls. They're really hard to find, but I buy white tennis balls and play with puppies with with white because they can see it very easily. Um, Sorry, Boomer. Um, just anything that they like to pick up. It doesn't matter, really, at that point what it is. Just it's the motion, the repetitive motion of you You chase it, you like it, you get it, you bring it back to me, you're a good boy.
0: Right. So anything. It uh, it, it doesn't have to be a bumper. It doesn't have to be a wing. Just anything that they're comfortable picking up.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And then what do you... Um, what I'd do you, like to
1: introduce them to birds. Uh, if you can get your hands on live pigeons. Um, but live pigeon deal—you can create a monster too. Um, if you show them too many live birds too young, you can make a dog insane. What do
0: you—what um, do you mean? Like they won't go after a bumper? Well, I mean, yeah, you can—you can do that, but that's the least of
1: my worries. I can make you pick up a bumper later. It's—it's um, it's really you can just make a dog berserk, like bird crazy. Uh, I—the the little dude looking over my back, my shoulder there, until he was like. I don't know, four months old, uh, he never saw uh, anything other than a pigeon, really. And he he's a, he's a little drivey. I'll just say that. He's right. not for the faint of heart.
0: Right. So, so um, should you use a, a pigeon as like a last resort, maybe?
1: No, I, I like to get puppies on pigeons. If you can get a hold of them, like, you know, find like an Amish guy or like a farmer with a barn, you can catch a couple pigeons or find some guy to, to buy one from. Um, but just it, you know, like use it with, use it like salt on your food.
0: Use right. it sparingly. Right. That makes sense. Um, so what are we doing with the, with this when we're, when we're throwing the, the bumper or the sock or whatever, is it four or five times and then the puppy goes up or what do you like to do?
1: I man, like two or three times, um, just literally just two or three times because you don't want to, again, you want to kind of have an even mix. Um with like your obedience training, treat training, everything like that. But you also don't want them to get bored because if you just, if you do anything too much, it's not fun anymore. Right. Right. It just becomes work. And when they're little, it, it, we want it all to be fun. Every, every last bit of it needs to be the most fun that they've ever had. Um, so two or three times, you know, some high drive puppies, four or five, just to, you know, I hate to say just to tire them out, but, um, always quit before they get to that point that's like where it kind of turns into a balancing act of like well he's he's really high drive so let's throw him a couple more but we don't want to throw it for him until he doesn't want to go get it anymore or he goes to it and just lays down and just screws with it yeah it's like a balancing act you'll find out with your dog very quickly like what their threshold for activity is with that and just kind of stick to that
0: so what's the age frame of this so say you bring a puppy home at eight weeks you want to start this relatively quickly right
1: Yeah. I'm, so I'm of the, the, the nature of, I like to build drive. Um, I tell all my puppy buyers and my clients that call me with puppies that are going to send them to me later. I, I would, I can always put the brakes on your dog. I can make him sit there,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but I can never make him want to retrieve any more than he wants to retrieve when you send him to me. So, well, I mean, you can, but not, you're not working with a lot after that. Right. So if you just, you know, if you obedience him to death, um, and that's what you're going to have. You're going to have a really obe- obedient dog that kind of likes to retrieve. Uh, I'm of the the nature of I would rather have a dog that really, really, really likes to retrieve and then work on obedience after that um, or, you know, work on more obedience after that. Um, so, again, it goes back to like the balancing act. Dog training is it's like a teeter totter that you're trying to get to sit still in the middle.
0: Yeah. You know what I
1: mean? You put something on one end and it weighs down on the other. So you lift up on that end, you push down on the other kind of thing
0: so this basic training that we just kind of outlined the sit the and yep. you don't so that's eight weeks to about when how when do we when can we start getting it it
1: really like uh it really never ends until they're like six months old or so you just what you're doing and your times are extending and your distances are extending and if you know you have a a wife girlfriend significant other it's 2020 so i guess i gotta throw that in there uh 2021 um you know get re- remote mark started get somebody to walk out with your mark get the dog's attention throw the mark for him you know the the you'll learn their abilities will will grow with their age and if you're only doing little puppy stuff that's all they'll ever do so if you can start stretching things out and making it you know make them sit on place a little bit longer after they're a couple weeks old older you know a couple weeks into it make them sit longer you know make them walk at heel longer make them uh you know sit on place longer whatever um make your retrieves longer uh start intro to water that's an that's an important one it's warm now uh, if you got a, if you got a puppy disclaimer if you got a puppy in the winter time don't do intro to water unless you're like somewhere tropical mm-hmm. um but like summertime get them in the water a bunch as much as you can get them in the water um well i guess that wouldn't matter to you guys out there you guys
0: don't hunt water and if you do you bitch about it so. <laughs>
1: yeah it's way too much work yeah, all my dogs, like all my dogs, retrieves are primarily in the water. So water's got to be a big deal, especially if you want to run like hunt tests or trials or something with your dog. Uh, water is is always going to be where your dog needs to be. Even if he makes the right decision or the wrong decision and stays in the water a little too long, that's better than getting out early.
0: Now, is it um, is it easy to train them in the water?
1: I find it's easier with like a high drive dog. I find it's easier. to train them they're not running you know 100 miles an hour balls to the wall right uh, and that's just like more like with them being old um, but like with puppies uh, little puppies if they'll if they will swim for me and retrieve in the water for every bumper they pick up they might pick up two on land for every eight they pick up in the water um, just because I want them super comfortable in the water
0: right um, okay last question do you teach stay or is it just sit
1: no sit means sit
0: so no sit stay means
1: sit until I tell you not to be sitting no stay. Um, I do teach, I teach weight and I use that for like doors and my dog box because um, like the last thing you want is a dog. eye level with you jumping out the second you open the door. Right. Like, that happened. And that's where weight came from. Right. Um, but all my dogs, like they wait before they got the door and I call them by name and then they got the door. All my dogs wait in their kennels out in the kennel. And you know, they, they know weight. Um, and I-, I think I use that interchangeably. Like, different than sit even because i don't care if you sit i just don't want you to move right um but no stay is not in my vocabulary you know you're when i go hunting i tell the dog to sit and then i shoot ducks right you, you know what I mean? like i'm not like stay 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 that kind of nonsense right it, sit, it, it sit muddies the water for the dog more or less yeah um it's two commands that mean the same thing
0: right right see and i've noticed with lou like you you mentioned opening doors and stuff stay is just it's what i said like you could say purple fart waffle and like that that could mean wait or stay or whatever so stay is the word that i use but i don't use it with sit i just mean like hey stay right there let me open this door so you don't knock my kid over
1: yeah yep don't be an ass and bum rush the door
0: right wait right
1: so whatever command you want to use like it you know it doesn't matter any command sit doesn't have to be sit you can say you know orange right it doesn't matter it's a noise to the dog associated with the command right that's but- all that that's all these dogs base all of their learning off of. Is noise and body language and things like that associated with a command? That's all it is.
0: So, how would you teach weight? Like, do you? Because I mean, that's just kind of something. Like, I say it, and like he doesn't move, and I don't hit him on the top of the head. Is basically how I think he learned.
1: Honestly, that's what I do. Like little puppies, like when they try to bust out of a crate. Now I don't like hit when I say I hit him with the door. I don't mean I hit him with the door. Like, don't call Peta. Right. But like when they try to push forward, push the door back. Mm Wait. They try to push forward, push the door back. Wait. And then. Very quickly, they don't like the door pushed in their face. And then they're like, oh, I should probably just stop doing that. And then they stop and then you let them out. And that's the reward. Right. They wanted to get out. They got out by doing it your way. And then they learn again in like two or three days,
0: I should probably just wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, bud, it has been 15 minutes. You're on the road. Best of luck at this hunt test. Is it, what is it? Friday, Saturday, or when, when are you going?
1: Uh, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going down here for a couple days. I'm picking up a client dog. On the way down here, and then I'm gonna train with a buddy of mine for two, three days. Um, Connor, you got? It's not him. that asshole Connor again, is it? it's fucking dickhead Connor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna train with his, him, and hit uh, his place, and then we're gonna go to the test together on Saturday and Sunday, and then I'm gonna head back to Maryland, I guess Monday.
0: Well, we wish you the best of luck, my you're, friend. Be safe on the road. I know you're killing it right now. You're doing awesome, so keep going, buddy. Appreciate
1: it, guys. Thank you. All, All right. right, bud. Talk to you I'll later. I'll catch y'all later. See, See ya. ya. All right, bye.
0: That is dog training with Matt Peel. Keep it basic. You get this eight-month-old puppy from eight weeks to about six months. Just keep it fun. Keep it lighthearted. Build on everything. Extend their range. But, you know, you got plenty of time for – Yeah, don't make
1: them grow up up too fast. Let's go have some lunch, Andy.
0: Let's do it. Let's get out of here. See ya. Bye. Go check out all of our sponsors before I go have my lunch. Check out Goose Creek Retrievers. You can message Matt if you have any further questions on this episode. Uh, Check out Bangtail Whiskey, Gun Dog Outdoors, Dive Bomb Industries, Blind Grass, Pacific Calls, Boss Shot Shells, Dirty Duck Coffee, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club, and Sanford Hunting Outfitters.